my wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host today. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay with us because we have a program lined up for you which you will enjoy. It's something very special uh, today because we are going to talk about the Bible, Jesus and the end times. That's exciting, you know, to even uh, mention this topic, but we have quite few questions which we are going to ask during this week. And uh, one of them, which will deal with that uh, in this program, is um, will our world ever end? Wow, that's a good, good question. And then we are going to look further into, did Jesus ever talk about the end times? Is talk of the end times just sensational, fear-mongering, apocalyptic books? Should they scare me? How do I live in the awaiting time? I believe this week it's a treat for us all, and we are going to open the Bible to see what the Bible says about all these questions. But right now, I would like to welcome our co-host also in the studio here, and uh, Helen Gray, good to have you with us. Oh, Nick, it's such a delight and a privilege. I am really looking forward to our studies for this week. It is exciting. Absolutely. I always like these topics, you know, because mm. I'm, I'm passionate about, uh, prophecy. I'm passionate oh, about, uh, the, the book of Revelation, which many people don't like to look into it, you know, but, uh, uh is that's what I love. One of my favorite books. Oh, Nick, I just got to say, I met a young man today at Kurong. Lovely young man. He knows who I'm talking about if you're listening. And, uh, we got talking about the Bible and he said, I just love Revelation. Mm, that's wonderful. What a blessing. Beautiful. Yes. Now, Helen uh, is, um, uh, ministering, you know, uh, to the beautiful, uh, uh, place in Birdwood mm-hmm. and in the surroundings in that area. Beautiful. And uh, Helen, you do a great job there. And not only there, I must say, because you stretch yourself in uh, uh, quite a few different directions, um, obviously coming with us here on radio and um, being part of another program which I produce on, for this uh, station. And uh, uh, but yeah, being involved with some other ministries, you know, I just uh, overheard uh, just you talking with uh, um, with Andrew from uh, Living Ministry Media. And by the way, Living Ministry Media, it's a wonderful ministry mm-hmm. also. We we support and uh, if you want to, yeah, to watch some of those programs. And I know that there is coming soon a program in um, uh, Kangaroo Island. Ah, yes. Dear and, to my heart. And you've been there and probably you are invited to go there again if you can. I would can. like to live there. <laughs> and I hope David Butcher's listening. <laughs> hey, no, they're beautiful people. Yes. Beautiful. Wonderful. But hey, uh, Helen, it's very good to have you with us uh, you. again here. And may God bless you with the with the ministry you you do and with the people you are um, you know encountering as you just mm-hmm. said even in that Kurambong and uh, okay. uh, Kurong sorry Kurong. not Kurambong I'm thinking yes. of the place yes. in uh, New South Wales yes. but um, hey let's just um, um, go through 
in this program uh, to the to the beautiful uh, questions which we have prepared for us uh, will our world ever end and mm-hmm. that's look that's an amazing uh, question to ask because uh, um, so many people will say hey that's it this is what it is here on this earth you know i heard even christians you know sometimes saying oh you know for a long time we just keep hearing that jesus will come again uh, for 2000 years and you know more than 2000 years um, we heard about that but i believe that we are so close Obviously, like never before, because uh-huh. you know the the um, the more time passed by, you know uh, we are getting closer to Jesus uh, coming again. But I believe here we are at the door. Absolutely. I mean, or Absolutely. if you like to say, even he's at the door, you know, yes. to coming. But yes. I would like to stress out this um, thing also. I hope that you let him come in, because you know, uh, by Revelation three twenty says, uh, "Behold, I'm at the door." Knocking. If you hear my voice, yes, you know, and if you open the door, I will come in, and I will have supper with you. Or I will, I will have a relationship with you. And he I doesn't think that's want to take away meal with you. He wants to sit down. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's very, very, very important. But just um, before we even go, uh, getting into the tipness of uh, mm. of our uh, talk today, I would like to invite our uh, listener today. To be part of this program. Good. You may have a question. You may have uh, a comment. You, you may have thought about these things. Uh, will our world ever end? If you like to be part of this program, you need to just send us a text message. And that's to the number 0488880811. We'll be very happy to have your input. Don't be shy. I know this is uh, not easy because thinking, ah, you may go live, but the problem is that, uh, not the problem, but the, the good thing is that you don't need to speak through the program. You know, you can just send us a message. And by the way, on that number, you can only send text messages. Uh, if you try to call that number, you may not be successful, but we'll love uh, to have your input. And we have prepared for you also a beautiful offer today. Uh, jot down that number because uh, later on uh, you may need to uh, send a text message with a code which will give you uh, to receive the free offer which we have for today. And again, I'm uh, mentioning the number 04 All right, Helen. Um, what would you say in regard to this question? Uh, have you asked yourself at some point mm. in life if uh, this world will will ever end? Uh, yes, I have. But just before we get into that, Nick, if I, I'd like to say two things. Number one, my birdwood lot, <laughs> beautiful people, please don't think because I want to live on Kangaroo Island I don't love you and I'm very happy working with you and I will continue doing that as long as you'll have me. That's number one. But before we get into it, because we're going to open the scripture, Nick, would you pray for the people before we go any further, please? All right, that's a good, uh, a good thing, uh, Helen. Let's uh, bow our heads for a moment. Almighty God, Father in heaven, we come before you because you are the creator and sustainer of all things. And we know that uh, without you, we can't do nothing. Even here, broadcasting, and you know, we trust in you that everything will go uh, right with the technical uh, aspect and with us also 
speaking your words. I pray, dear Lord, that uh, you'll bless us through the Holy Spirit and you'll bless every single listener that they may look at these beautiful promises with an open heart. And if there, if there is anything which obstructs a closer relationship, please, Lord, do your work through the Holy Spirit to be, um, to be taken away and to have an open heart, a desi- a de- the desire to know you more and more. I pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Nick. question was, will the world ever end? Will it come to an end? And my short answer for that is yes. It is going to come to an end, and I can say that with 100% assurity. How can I say that with 100% assurity? I mean, when you look at this world, Nick, people around the world are very perplexed. They wonder what's going to happen next, what's on the horizon, concerned about their own futures and concerned about this world's future. You know, I hear men's hearts are failing them for fear of what's happening. The faltering international economy, increased natural disasters, rising crime, violence. Has everybody worried? And, you know, unemployment, world hunger, terrorism, lives that seem meaningless compound their question about life. And this concern, my friend, is not isolated. It is global. It's affecting people from various backgrounds and cultures. But, you know, the Bible, Nick, the Bible clearly reveals God's plan for the future. And that plan is bright with God's promises. I remember you mentioned the word prophecy, that you love the prophecy Nick, I know it was a prophecy that brought me to the point where I acknowledged there was a God. Because he's a God in Daniel. He revealed the future right down to the day we're living in mm. now. And if, if, if there's a listener out there who has never studied Daniel and Revelation together and you want to have some studies on that, please contact us because we'd be happy to share or to put you in the right direction. Absolutely. But let me just say, the Bible clearly reveals God's plan for the future, and that plan, as I said, bright with God's promises. Right from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible speaks of hope to the generation. It reveals Jesus who came once to redeem us from the penalty and power of sin and who's coming again to deliver us from sin's presence. You know, the last book of the Bible, Nick, Revelation, holds out that hope with particular clarity and directness. It's actually the central central theme is the return of Jesus. And, you know, in the very first chapter, you'll read the words where how the Apostle John introduces the return of our Lord with these words. In Revelation 1-7, he says, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. Mm. And so in the book of Revelation, as we go through that, Nick, and sadly we haven't got time to go through a lot tonight. Later on in the week they will discuss some of the signs. But... It speaks with such an urgency about Jesus' return. Yes. You know, we need to lift our eyes from the earth below to heaven above. And it, it lifts us even above our problems. It gives us hope. It gives, it lifts us above our traumas, our tribulations, our disappointments of life, and the ultimate solution of earth's problems. Of, it's, just lifts us mm. right above it. You know, and in turn, the last chapter of Revelation also talks about the hope of the second coming of Jesus. And Jesus encourages Revelation readers by repeating his promise 
three times. What does it mean when he repeats something three times, Nick? That's certain. It's certain. It's urgent. Mm. Sit and listen. You know, open your eyes, your ears. He says, Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. And that was verse 12 of Revelation 22. And verse 20 says, Even so, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. I would like you to to read for us a really great passage, Nick, if you don't mind, in John 13, 1 to 3. It's a really great passage. Absolutely. I love that uh, passage also, Helen. And uh, I was just thinking, you know, while you... You mentioned all those beautiful words because uh, I, I could see that you, you're quoting from a book, which it's amazing that is the book which we are mm-hmm. going to give it to our uh, listeners. I was actually going to me- mention that and I thought we'll have this text first yes. and then we'll mention it. But isn't that incredible? Mm. I didn't know what the book offer was tonight. And this is a book that I studied from and it's by an author, Mark Finley, one of my favorite authors. Mm-hmm. And it's called End Time Hope, A Journey to Eternity. Okay, let's Isn't give that, that offer uh, right now while we're <laughs> mentioning. Um, and you can have this book uh, in your hands, free of charge, no obligation. If you send us a text message to the number 0488880811 with the code SA32. SA stands for, for South Australia and the number 32. 32. Uh, um, uh, You'll have this book in your hands if you send us a text message. Anybody that gets it is going to love Mm. this little book. Mm. And and I've just read uh, a little bit from um, chapter two, Mm -hmm. just a little bit to give you a taste of it. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But let's look in in the book of uh, John, um, in the Gospel of John, uh, um, Helen. And from uh, chapter 13, verse 1, it says, Now, Before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas, the Iscariot. I don't know how you say that name, but anyway, uh, you know who I'm talking about, which Judah? Simon's, uh, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the father had give, given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, now, I have to tell you, I actually put a misprint there. Mm. I thought you might have picked it up straight away. It's actually John 14, 1 to 3. Oh, right. That's what I'm you want. so, so sorry. But, hey, that's an important passage you just read. You know, God had given Jesus all authority, and that really fits in with what he's going to say here. All right, because I was thinking when, uh, <laughs> when uh, you said that because uh, uh, Jesus knew that has little time to still spend on this yes. earth you know he he knew all those things and i thought maybe you want to build on on that one but look in the verse uh, in chapter 14 and verses uh, 1 to 3 it says this let not your heart be troubled 
You believe in God, believe also in me, Jesus says. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful uh, promise from and Jesus. And he keeps his promise. Mm. I've never known him once not to keep his promise that he's promised to me or down through the mm. ages. Okay, let me just go on a little bit more, if, if I may. Um, there is a book that's called The Life and Death of Planet Earth. And in that book, two astrobiologists from the University of Washington claim the world's future is bound by an internal time clock. Firstly, they say the age of plants and animals will be over, then that the ocean will be lost in space, and eventually the entire planet will devolve into a burned-out cinder as the sun swallows it up in about 7.5 billion years, according to these two astrobiologists. Astronomer Robert Smith from the University of Sussex agrees with this prognosis and he suggests our only hope may be to build a fleet of interplanetary life rafts and these rafts would need to manoeuvre themselves away from the reach of the sun but still stay close enough to use its energy. You know, in studying the Bible, when I read something like that, I, I'm just... I'm just lost for words mm. because the Bible makes it very clear this is not going to happen. And we're going to look at some of that tonight, Nick. But there are the bleak options for how our, our world may end that people say global nuclear war will occur with the only survivors being cockroaches. Mm. <laughs> I had, a, I had a picture of that in my head. These cockroaches will be the seed that evolve into the next intelligent species in a hundred million years or so. I look, I'm sorry, but I got to tell you, this earth is not going to last that long. We can see from history. It's not. Doomsday asteroid. Um, some of us have heard that. It's going to hit the planet and destroy humanity. Remember, these are not my words. According to the Near-Earth Asteroid Tracking Project at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, there are between 500 and 1,000 large near-Earth objects that could accomplish this objective. Hey, hang on to your seats, listeners. It's not all doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. We're coming to the good bits. But before we get there, some of them say a fatal disease will sweep the Earth, wiping out all humanity. And this could be an alien microorganism or a man-made disease through biotechnology, such as an airborne version mm. of Ebola virus, or some may even say COVID. Mm -hmm. Okay, one of the 10 million black holes within the Milky Way will move towards Earth, resulting in our planet being ejected from the solar system and hurled to a frigid fate in deep space. Oh dear, I hope not. They've had experiments with the Large Hadron Collider, LHC, will go wrong and instead of recreating the Big Bang, 21st century scientists will turn the entire planet into a fine cloud of particles. Is the future really this gloomy? Is there any hope for planet Earth? Or are we actually doomed to an eternity of oblivion? You know, I have just got to say, I've read two texts earlier, there is hope. There is hope for the future. And that's what we want to get through to you tonight. We have a song. We haven't got it on, on tonight, but it came to my mind. And, uh, I, you know, I was privileged to sing with others at a funeral this week. And it's called We Have This Hope mm. that lives within our heart. And what's that hope, Nick? It's the hope of the coming of the Lord. You know, and, and 
to me, that takes out all the fear. That takes out all these other things that we're hearing. And we, as I said before, lift your eyes upward, friend. Don't dwell on the things of the earth because it's going to change and it's going to change very, very soon. Absolutely. And Helen, uh, while you were talking about all those uh, things, the doomsdays, the nuclear wars and all all um, those aspects, uh, I must say that, um, you know, when people were talking about those things, they picked up from the Bible. Uh, lots of things which the Bible uh, predicts. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference is that if you are not a student of the Bible, you can start to do all sorts of interpretations, you know. But if you are a believer in God and study the Bible, the Bible will never let you down. Oh, the no. Bible uh, came accurately um, to the fulfillment of, of all the prophecies and the promises there. What we need to do is, even now, like with um, COVID, because you mentioned that also, people are in fear, mm-hmm. people are in uh, all sorts of um, dismay, you know, in trouble, you know, yes. uh, and many people don't n- know what to do. And this is the time, and I will invite right now our listener to look into what Jesus had to offer. Amen. Because... People can do all sorts of things, can mm-hmm. promise all sorts of things, you know, mm. but Jesus is the one who knows everything from the beginning to the end. Amen. Now, Amen. I was going to do a little bit in, uh, because we haven't started with the um, World Watch uh, at mm-hmm. the beginning, you know, but I thought, as you mentioned those things, I may just point out to a couple of things, you know, um, what's going on in this world. For example, one of the um, hot subjects, you know, right now is uh, the... Uh, Russia and uh, Ukraine uh, issue. Uh, all the leaders of the world, they are trying to do their best, you know, to go and do something there to sort out the problem. But you know what? That's not in the hands of the uh, human beings. Yeah. Uh, what we can do things. We can help with things. But most of all, we should be alert and know the signs of the time. Because okay. these things will happen, even mm. if we like it or not. For example, with the Ebola you mentioned a bit earlier, that came and go, you know, and we thought, okay, that, that we are back again. This virus come. Who knows what other pestilence may come? Mm. We are into, um, Helen, uh, into a mode, if you like, that I don't want to be negative here, but it will go maybe from worse to worse. Why? Uh, because it's preparing us all for the things to come. And now we can have here two different positions. We can be positive and trusting God because we know what's going to happen, or we can be totally blown away by all these things coming up. This is too different. We cannot stop events of happening. Now, I'm not saying that we cannot stop wars, for example. I'm not saying that we should be um, so supporting those things. But unfortunately, you may stop one, another one will come up. Because Jesus said that, that in the later days, and we may come to cover uh, even probably in this program, but for the whole week, all those things that you may heard about rumors of wars, rumors of this and that and that, the end is not that. That's the beginning. And that's what we're going to discuss. You see, that's what what we're going to Mm. discuss. That's the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was going to say that, you know, I I was myself... um, watching a little bit of uh, news during this week, how the leaders of this world change 
attitude, uh, change even the speeches, uh, saying things like that. I heard about our um, prime minister um, because uh, losing losing that bill in the parliament, you know, the um, uh, um, religious liberty bill. Uh, and he used something very uh, interesting. He used the Bible and he said, okay, yeah, he was disappointed. That didn't go through because even some of uh, the members of his uh, party on the uh, cross bench, you know, and voted with yes. against. And he said, you know, I felt like, um, you know, that story with Solomon and two women, which they have a child there and they, they come to, you know, the story. But it's interesting that he alluded to that story. When Solomon was uh, saying, okay, bring the child here and we'll cut it in half, then mm-hmm. not to be neither this woman or the sounds other woman. horrible. Which sounds uh, horrible, but that was mm-hmm. a teaching lesson. And I was very curious to see why was he saying that sort of thing. I mean, I understand that he said, okay, I lost the battle kind of there, you know, mm-hmm. but it's better. It's better. Even if I lost the battle, it's, it's better that um, we haven't lost the child. Let's say that's, I think, who he was uh, yes. implying. Yes. Now, coming back to you, Helen, here, because uh, um, the reason I'm, I took a little bit of time here uh, is because I don't want to say, or to, we to say in this program, that whatever the Bible tells and, and what's happening around us uh, does not connect it with the Bible. It's very connected with the Bible. And we should focus on another thing. And our focus should be towards heaven if we want to really have um, hope. And, uh, amen and amen. Mm. Mm. Okay, well. In fact, while you were talking there, the thought came into my head, you know, these are things that are happening around us. Yes, they are um, causing trauma and what have you. But we have such a hope. You know, I, I, I went somewhere the other day and I said, I'm not here to preach. COVID or anything mm. of the world or politics mm. or what have you. I'm here to preach the good news, the good news of our Lord. He is coming right now. I believe he's preparing a place for us. And, you know, when I read in the Bible of this place, that's going to be no more sin, no more sickness, no more parting, no more tears, no more sorrow. Mm. There won't be any night there or darkness. I can't wait. I can't wait. I have to wait, of course, because it's not yet. But I believe, like you, that we are very, very close to the end of time. Mm. I feel that very much. I'd like to, Nick, um, before we have another break, I'd like to go back to that little book, if I may. Absolutely. That little book called End Time Hope, A Journey to Eternity by Mark Finley. I just think that's providential that that's the book that I've been studying and I come along and that's our free offer. And um, But I want to share with them from even right at the front, verse 5, and it says, Before you turn a page, he says here, The United States is more than $16 trillion in debt. The unemployment rate has gone over 8%. More people are losing their homes than ever before. College graduates wonder whether they will find a job. Retirees are concerned about the retirement accounts. And the international scene is uncertain. Is there another terrorist attack imminent? Is it on the horizon? And what's behind all these natural disasters that seem to be ripping town 
after town apart. You know, there are, as I said earlier, many people find the time in which we live to be very perplexing, very Absolutely. confusing, Nick. Yep. And it seems that 21st century society has lost its moral compass. Mm. You know, if you look at what's happening in the world, you know, long-held moral standards are being cast to the wind. And, um, you know, we're groping around in the dark looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. But let me say again, there is hope. That little book that we're talking about tonight is exactly talking about that. Every Mm. chapter of this book, um, Nick, it pulsates with hope. And, you know, shortly, as we said before, shortly before Jesus went to heaven, he gave us that encouragement. You read it out. You know, let not your heart be troubled. Mm. You believe in God? Well, believe also in me. You know, here was his words, and he said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Beautiful. We're not going to have a world that will be completely annihilated by the nuclear bomb. It may still affect some parts Mm -hmm. of the world, but it's not going to wipe out the whole world. That is not God's plan. He's not going to allow that to happen, Nick. And I think we have to hang on to that. Is Jesus really coming? Is he really coming? Absolutely. Well, yeah, I'm glad you said that and with some enthusiasm. But, you know, he's not coming as a babe in the manger. Mm. He's he's coming as king of kings and lord of lords. And as I, I said earlier, one day sickness and sorrow will be permanently, absolutely perpetually mm. banished. Can you imagine that? That's that's hard for me to get my head around it. You know, one day fear and famine will be gone forever. One day disease and disaster and death gone forever. One day worry, want and war will be things of the far distant past. And one day every tear will be wiped away and every tragedy turned to triumph. One day Jesus will come. And, you know, we need to take a fresh look at that in our Bible. The Bible interprets itself, and we just need to spend time daily with Absolutely. that and pray for God's guidance. Hey, Helen, probably this is the right time to take a short break here, and we'll uh, be back in a, in a moment. Great. I just have a, a nice song prepared for you about the end times. Please uh, stay with us on uh, Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and Helen Gray, and we'll be back shortly. Don't go anywhere. Three angels fly from heaven 
by the support of Adventist World Radio. And welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with uh, Nick Rita and Helen Gray, uh, our co-host today. Uh, we are talking today about, um, actually for the whole week we had uh, this um, topic, the Bible, Jesus and the end times. But today we approach this question, will our world ever end? And Helen shared with us uh, uh, from a beautiful book, which we um, we have also offered to you, uh, End Time Hope. And we spoke about the hope which we could have in Jesus, regardless of everything what's going on here, all the depression, all the, you know, all the sad stuff going on in the world. And again, that book is yours free of charge. If you send us a text message to zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one with the code SA32. SA stands for South Australia. And uh, number three, two, no space in between. And please send us a text message and the book will be yours. 
as soon as we can organize that. Helen, let's yeah. come back to <laughs> to the um, discussion we have. We we talked about you know all the things going on in the world before the break. You yes. know wars, rumors of wars, uh, this um, situation with uh, Russia and uh, Ukraine, COVID, uh, um, restriction being lifted, uh, demonstration everywhere. You know all these things piling up and cause a lots of anxiety. Absolutely. A lots of stress. A lots, lots of, of fear. Fear. Yeah. But you know, we are here to offer through this broadcast hope. And that hope can be only found in Jesus. Amen and amen. Absolutely. In fact, Nick, while you were speaking before, I was just thinking about that word hope. And when we think about Jesus, you know, you look at that word hope, H, he over overcomes P, the power of evil. Mm. And that's what gives us hope. Jesus has given us that hope because he has overcome the power of evil. And, and you know, our attitude should be, wow, I can't wait. When you think about it, you know, there may be some that actually really want Jesus to come, mm. but maybe saying in your heart, but not yet. Right. Maybe you feel that you've got too much life to live still. or But let me tell you, a life with Jesus is not boring. It's not restrictive. It involves living life to the full through health and happiness. And it's a life that brings inner peace and contentment. Now, I can testify to every one of those words. Nick, and I dare say you could too. Mm. You know, I live <laughs> life more abundantly. I have an amazing life every day of my life with him. You know, and added to that, I know it'll soon be eternal life where there won't be any more of this pain and what have you. Right. And I'm saying with the apostle, even so, Lord Jesus, come, come, Lord Jesus. So let me iterate. There are points that we need to remember, but I want to tell you a story. We've got two stories to share with you before mm. we go. And But I want you to remember the second coming of Jesus is the great hope for the Christian. Right. Okay, Jesus will return to planet Earth physically, visibly, and audibly, and we're going to discuss that through the week. But let me also tell you that deception regarding the second coming is a vital tool mm. of the devil. Now, let me just illustrate with a story, if I may. If the devil can deceive us in any way, he will. I want to share a story, and some of you might have heard it, and this story was in early May 1980, and there was a warning message went out to the residents of Mount St. Helens in the United States. Seismologists and other experts had monitored this volcanic mountain for months, and after repeated false alarms, they were sure that this time it was going to blow, it was going to erupt. One of the most famous residents on this mountain was a man by the name of Harry Truman. The old character was nicknamed the old man of the mountain. He repeatedly had officials plead with him, prepare for the destruction by leaving this property, go to an area of safety. And all Truman would do, he would laugh at the rangers and the camera crews and he refused to leave the mountain. Why? Because he was certain it was safe. But on May 18, 1980, at 8.32 a.m., Mount St. Helens erupted violently. The powerful gases blew out at over a 1,000 kilometers per hour with a scorching heat of nearly 400 degrees Celsius. 
The result was the destruction of every living thin thing within a 20-kilometer radius. Mm. That day, Nick, that day 57 people died, including Harry Truman, buried about 30 meters under the lava. Yeah, what can we actually learn from this story as it relates to the destruction of the world, you know, even at the second coming of Christ? What can we relate to? Well, when I thought about the story, I thought he was a man he was an intelligent man, but he was deceived. He was deceived because previously it didn't erupt. Mm-hmm. They were warned many times, but they weren't listening. And when the big one was coming, they were warned again. And, of course, they felt, no, 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 lots of warnings. It's not, never going to happen here. I've got to tell you, listener, that we're told in Scripture that the Lord will come like a thief in the night. What does he mean by that, Nick? That's very interesting. Uh, one, uh, Helen and I thought of this many times, you know, because uh, w- particularly when you use the word thief, you yeah, know. Does he want to steal something? Yes, yes. But you know what? Uh, um, professional, let's put it this way. He will uh, He will know how to to come and uh, surprise you, you know what I mean? Like not, not to find you prepared there, you know. Mm. A thief will come in the middle of the night when he knows that everyone is asleep and in the deep sleep maybe. Yes. You know, but the problem is that Jesus said that, that we may be prepared, you know, to have some, um, uh, to be watchful. These days yes. you can prepare for the thieves not to come, even if it's in the middle of the night, you can mm. put security mm. <laughs> things there. Mm. Interesting. I was listening to Faith FM, as I do, mm-hmm. through the day, and I don't know if you heard the broadcast. I think it was about one thirty or somewhere around mm-hmm. there. And I thought, oh, they're talking on the subject we've got tonight. And they shared a story of a young lad when he was small and he was in bed. A burglar came, a thief mm-hmm. came into his room. Did you hear it at all? No. no. He came into his room and the little boy, he was frightened, of course. You know, I mean... I've had somebody into our room who had no right to be there, and I tell you what, <laughs> it's pretty nerve-wracking. Mm. Somebody that was in Papua New Guinea, somebody, you know, is there, and you just make the outline. It's terrifying. Anyway, this little boy decided he was going to pretend to still be asleep. Mm. So he didn't yell out, and he didn't suddenly pull the clothes over his head or anything. He lay very quiet, and then the burglar finally left. Wow. It wasn't until later on in life when he gave his heart to the Lord and he heard about the Lord coming as a thief in the night. It gives me goosebumps when I think of this. He remembered. He remembered. He couldn't prepare. He wasn't expecting anybody. I mean, the house was locked up. Mm-hmm. He wasn't expecting anybody. And yet thieves come. Now, People are not expecting Jesus to come. Mm. People have blinded themselves. The devil has actually deceived them. Jesus made it very clear that he is coming. He's on his way. Mm. Hallelujah. He is coming. Why is he coming, Nick? He's coming because he loves you. Mm. And he loves me and he wants to dwell with us forever and he wants to dwell with every single person on this earth. He doesn't want anybody to perish. He, I mean, the, the seismologists back there with Harry Truman, they didn't want him to perish, but he wouldn't listen. So anybody that is hearing our voices tonight, I pray that you will start to listen. Watch, wait. We're admonished in Scripture to watch. 
and and we need to do that. And we also, if you have never studied the Bible, please get into the Bible. It is so exciting. You know, I mean, you can look on television, you can see the drama and everything. There's nothing compared to what's in the Bible. Let me Absolutely. tell you, you know, yeah. there's every everything in the Bible you could think about. And Helen, while you're mentioning that, I um, I feel like that um, I should invite uh, you know uh, our listener um, if you are interested in these uh, things and uh, if you have questions, you know, during a broadcast you can't. Um, um, approach the whole subject, you know, in, in detail. Mm-hmm. But we'd we'll love to have you involved in a seminar, if you like. And we run seminars all around the country. If you give us a call, if you send us a message, uh, you can be part of one of the uh, seminars, like Secrets of Prophecy, for example, telling all these things. And during the week, we are going to talk about the signs of the time, you know, yes, uh, how, how that will, uh, Jesus didn't let us Uh, blind into the darkness of the events of the end time. He gave us a lot of information not to be deceived, as Helen, you just pointed out, because unfortunately too many people, if we don't pay attention to these things, we can be deceived. Absolutely. And and the devil, the enemy, will do everything what he can Mm -hmm. to actually create diversion. Then uh, we will be sidetracked from the real thing uh, and then miss yeah miss out uh, all those uh, uh, things which God wants us to Nick, know. Nick, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do we know when Jesus is coming? We know, yes. We oh. know, we know. Do you know the day? Do you know yeah. the hour? No, we don't know the date and the hour. You know he's coming though. Yeah, but in, in yes. interesting enough, we, because he said something specific in the Bible, he says, when you'll see... Yeah, you can't go into that. That's tomorrow night yes, and through yes. the week. Listener, if you want to hear the answer to that, please stay tuned right throughout and, the and whole And you know, week. Because, because that's the thing, yes. you know, that's the thing. We, uh, we can be, um, uh, you know... Tricked, let's put it this way, thinking, oh, but we don't know. And oh, 2,000 years passed. And people talked about 2,000 years ago. You know, the disciples, they talked mm-hmm. about the, the coming of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem is, is not that Jesus is not coming or when it's coming. The problem is, are we prepared to await mm-hmm. for that coming? But we are privileged to live in this generation. Oh, I mean, I we mean. are privileged to live in this time mm-hmm. when we'll could see Jesus with our own eyes coming. Do you know, when you mentioned about people saying, oh yeah, well, 2000 has gone by, I had a nursing sister when I was in hospital last, she actually said that to me when we were talking about it. She said, oh yeah, people have been saying that for years. And I said, you have just fulfilled prophecy mm. because it tells us in Scripture that there will be scoffers, you know, saying he delays his coming. I, I'd just like to come back again, if I may, um, Nick, do you want to have another break? Uh, no, I just or? thought I just thought a, a little um, just thank to uh, to the supporters of this uh, mm-hmm. program because we are always um, you know happy to thank uh, thank those ones who support us and this is a little uh, just a little ad for uh, uh, World Adventist Radio. Okay. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 
and thank you for uh, all that support we have uh, uh, to make this program available. But Helen, while uh, while I took this uh, little break, I wanted to mention again that offer which we have because yes. it's a special uh, yes. a special offer for our listeners, and you can have this book "End Time Hope" by uh, Mark Finley, a very well known uh, uh, speaker, evangelist uh, all around the world. And um, this book is yours if you send us a text message with the code SA32, SA32. No space in between. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. That was great. Let me just add to what you're saying there, if I may. I, I find this little book totally incredible, and I certainly recommend it. You know, um, the biblical teaching of the return of our Lord does raise some questions. How will Jesus come? Is it a secret, silent coming or a majestic, glorious event? What events will precede Jesus' return? And has our Lord himself given us end-time signs that signal mm. his coming is near? And what is the meaning of Armageddon and tribulation? And what about the rise of the Antichrist? And how can we prepare for the coming of the Lord? You know what? Every chapter of this book, End Time Hope, echoes with certainty. And best of all, the answers come directly from Jesus' own words in the Bible. I tell you what. You just don't want to miss out on this. Mm. But I want to, I know we haven't got long left, but I want to share a story from this particular book which touched my heart. So for those people that don't want the book, I hope that um, perhaps I should read it part way through and then they'll have to get the book to finish it. <laughs> okay, let me show you. It, was, it came here and it said it was the surprise of a lifetime. She was the pride of the 22-ship Townsend Thorison fleet, a magnificent vessel christened the herald of free enterprise. The f- this ship ferried passengers and vehicles across the English Channel in first-class comfort at 433 feet long and a displacement of about 8,000 tonnes. She could weather most any storms. And yet, on the night of March 6, 1987, the passengers on the herald experienced a terrifying surprise, one in which, sadly, 193 men Women and children lost their lives in a matter of seconds. How could such a tragedy happen just because someone forgot to close Mm. a couple of doors? Mm. And I'm pausing there because I think of my life and I say, Lord, if there's doors that need to be closed against Satan in my life, I pray you will close them. You know, and I pray that for each of our listeners. Everything about the ship's preparations for the crossing from Belgium to, to England went routinely. The crew had done it all countless times before. The Herald of Free Enterprise was a rural, and that means it was a roll-on, roll-off ferry. Hundreds of vehicles and passengers could come aboard very quickly through the massive steel doors in the bow of the ship. At 7.05 p.m. on that grey winter morning, Sorry, it was a grey winter evening. The Herald began backing out of a dock at Zeebrug Harbour. The sea was calm, the easterly wind light. Loading officer Leslie Sable stood at a control panel on G-deck where the vehicles were packed. Across the dimly lit deck, he spotted someone in orange overalls weaving between the cars and trucks towards the bow. He thought it was Mark Stanley, the crew member, whose job it was to close the 12-ton hydraulically operated bow doors. Satisfied the job would be done, Sable climbed a stairway toward the bridge. Stanley, however, was in his quarters fast asleep. 
Like the rest of the crew, he was working a 24-hour shift. That afternoon, after doing some maintenance, he decided to make himself some tea in his cabin. He felt tired. He sat down, opened a book and fell asleep. And he slept through the call to harbour stations. Captain of the ship might have noticed that the bow doors were still open, you know, because there was some light shining on them. They were visible, but he was backing the ship out of her berth. So the captain was facing the stern. And by the time the Herald swung around, she was in darkness. At 7.20pm, the ship accelerated. And, you know, it continued to pick up speed as it went. The vehicle deck ran from one end of the ship to the other. There was nothing to interrupt the flow of the sea into the Herald. And, you know, while that vehicle deck was flooding, most of the passengers, my friend, were sitting in the restaurants on board and they were lining up the duty-free shops or relaxing comfortably in the lounges, chatting. But you know, at 7.27pm, the ship rolled onto its port side and the crew and passengers wondered what was going on. And then the ship momentarily righted itself and then it went to the other side. Mm. Seawater just rushed through and they sank pretty well immediately. That was horrendous, you know. Those who weren't crushed to death or drowned tried to climb to safety. But, you know, it reminded me, Nick, and I want to finish here, what happened so suddenly to the Herald that night was it was the worst British marine disaster. Mm. But, you know, when you think of life and you think of how we are now, how are we prepared for the disasters that are coming? Are we going to be caught by surprise? Or are we going to know that... You know, the day of the Lord is coming as a thief in the night, but we need to watch. We need to be ready. You know, the day of the Lord is his second coming. And some people will consider that's a glorious event. But my friend, some will not be watching. Some will not be ready. And that will be very, very sad. Let me just finish on a text here in 1 Thessalonians 4 to 6. It says, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are... We are not of the night, but not nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. And my friend, may you be ready when he comes. Oh, absolutely beautiful, Helen. And I may just add the, just a couple of texts quickly uh, from the Bible. And one, it's in uh, in uh, uh, Titus. Beautiful uh, text here, which says in, uh, in chapter um, 2, verse uh, 13, it says, uh, looking for the blessed hope. And glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, look for the blessing. Oh, hope. beautiful. In Revelation 21, um, chapter 20, verse 4, it says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. What a wonderful I feel like promise. singing what a day that will be. Oh, <laughs> amen for that, Helen. Yes. And you know, before we even uh, closing with the song, because you mentioned earlier uh, um, the beautiful uh, song called uh, We Have This Hope. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to play that one to finish. But right now, we just want to thank our listeners for being with us uh, today and uh, being part of this uh, program on Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. We are inviting you to come back uh, uh, tomorrow because we are going to look into this uh, beautiful uh, uh, topic. Um, did Jesus ever talk about the end times in his time? 
did he talk about the end times? And uh, Will with uh, Eric will um, will approach uh, that question. Uh, may you be blessed um, by that program. And uh, again, please text us, talk to us. If you are in need of uh, spiritual support, we are here to do that. And you can visit our website, faithfm.com.au. You can send a text message to us on 0488880811, and we'll be very happy to uh, connect with you. But right now, may God richly bless you. Have a wonderful walk with Jesus. And I'm leaving you Amen. with this, uh, uh, this song, as I said, um, by uh, Emmanuel Quartet called We Have This Hope. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. We have this hope that burns within our hearts Hope in the coming of the Lord We have this faith that Christ alone imparts Faith in the promise of His Word We believe the time is here When the nations far and near Shall awake and shout and sing Hallelujah, Christ is King We have this hope that burns within our hearts Hope in the coming of the Lord 